track pr uh, meet of the of the year was Wednesday, and then Thursday I taught all day, did Sylvan tutoring till seven, did the wonderful first principles class. I told John I'm so tired. I mean, <laughs> I said you're in charge, you're running the whole show, and he did. He did a good job, and, and then. Uh, yesterday, I moved from my house to my new apartment. I spent my first night in my new apartment, my dog and I, because my son-in-law is the new worship pastor at Gateway, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So we've all had to find a new place to live. This is funny, and I told Wes this. When I interviewed at this apartment, I said, do you have a refrigerator? I remember the lady saying, no, we don't in every one right because I've got my own because I've been paying for one for a year I had to buy a new one because our old one went bad and stopped working and I walk into the new apartment and there's a refrigerator sitting there <laughs> and I told the lady is this is it yeah we have one in every unit so now Wes has, uh, has been gracious to say I can put mine in his house till Mean gets here and then we can have still have our our own refrigerator but Anyway, I was stressing, can, can I be honest again? I was stressing out over the whole week because you just heard how busy it was, and then I had to move in. I was up till 4 in the morning getting everything straight, Casey and I. I've had two hours sleep, and I, then I did tutoring at Sylvan today. Then I had to go get a U-Haul and a storage unit to get all my stuff put in, and I was stressing, God, how am I going to get all this done I mean, it wasn't a good week. I'll just be honest with you. Anybody ever had a bad week like that? I'm the only one. Okay, I know. I am the only one that's had a bad week. All right. Raise your hand again. Has anybody ever had a bad week? One, two, three, four. Yeah, okay, all of us, right? <laughs> so I was stressing until the moment I went into the office to get the key and the peace of God fell on me. And God said, well, what have you been stressing about? How do you answer God when he asks you that question? <laughs> There's nothing you can do. You go, I guess I wasn't supposed to, was I? I was supposed to trust you in this, right? Yes, that's what I... Anyway, so he started replacing all that stress with the peace of heaven. So I'm driving around, and he's replacing all the anxiety with that peace. And that led to this... Uh, a sermon that I'm about to share with you about new things are coming. Let me look and find my notes. How did the Apostle Paul use, do this without a phone? I, I'm still amazed by that. How can he preach without a phone? It's amazing to me. It's in here somewhere. There it is. Okay. So it's one of my favorite verses from the pandemic Hannah prayer season. When we first started praying for Hannah and the encountered the pandemic, two verses kept coming out to me. Psalm 27, 13, we'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, if you know that verse well. I kept declaring that all through the pandemic. It doesn't matter how bad they were saying it was going to be. The scripture says we're still going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. If you let your theology be what politicians say, you can get, be pretty depressed, right? Because it's not good news what they say. But I learned long ago, don't listen to them. I used to buy into it and get really depressed. 
because they tell me everything that's bad that's about to happen. And until the Lord said, why are you listening to that? Why don't you listen to what my word says? What a novel thought. So I started getting that out and said, I don't care what they say. I know what God's word says. And if we base our life on what the word of God says, we're going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the fruit of the spirit that is ours in Christ Jesus. So I uh, was seeing that that's true. We, we, no matter what's going on in the culture, we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The other scripture is the one I want to preach on tonight. Isaiah 43, verse 16 through verse 19. I'm, I'm in New American Standard. I don't know what version. I don't know if she's going to put anything up there, but I, 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 I tricked her. I used New American Standard because I found, you know when you moved, you ever found stuff you'd lost? Anybody ever done that? Oh, there that is. I haven't seen that for two years. Well, I found a New American Standard Bible that I really love, and I forgot I had it, actually. So I thought, I'm going to preach from that tonight. So here, here's what the Scripture says. It says, Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. They will lie down together and not rise again. They've been quenched and extinguished like a wick. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it, now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Think that through. Rivers in the desert. How often does that happen? There's oasis, there's how many rivers there are in the desert? Not very many. But he says, no matter how the, it looks to you, I can make a river spring up in the desert of your life. So there is a new thing that we've stepped into. I think about two weeks ago is when I felt it prophetically. We're no longer looking for revival. In my, it's already here. Like I said, when they walk in, incurable diseases, they're going to get healed. I already know it. I know what God has told Pastor and I that's going to happen as we continue to put him first. New, uh, exciting things are going to happen left and right in each of our lives as we put our hope in this. I was putting my hope in trying to figure out how it's all going to work out. One problem I've had is I like things perfect in order. And that's my point number two. God's not going to make the way perfect, but it's going to have a lot of purpose in it. So he's trying to teach me, I'm, it's not going to be perfect like you like it, but God is still going to move. Can God move in imperfection? He can. But I had this theology, everything's had, all the ducks said to be in a row for God to move. He's blowing that out of the water. It doesn't have to be perfect around you for the Holy Spirit to fall and heal people. I just, I'm just telling you vulnerably, that's my theology as a young Christian. I thought, boy, if I have everything perfect, that's going to ensure great moves of God. God will show up if you've had a good or a bad day. Have you ever had a bad day and the Holy Spirit still healed somebody? Raise your hand if that's ever happened. It happens all the time. But my old theology, oh, if I do everything perfect, then these great miracles will happen. He's going to show up and do miracles no matter how good or bad your day is. Why? Because he's God, and he loves to heal people. So ju just to 
believe that is something God's had to deal with me about. That in this new season, it may not be perfect, but it's going to have a lot of purpose. There's going to be a lot of transformed lives because of Calvary's cross. And this place is already in the spirit full, in my view. I'm no longer looking for it to happen later. It's already the atmosphere is here. Like I say, last during the conference, people up here were getting healed after I shared about uh, the healing power and miraculous power of God. Dutch Sheets has been telling people this season we are in. It's going to be laden with miracles. The miraculous is going to be a major characteristic of the move of God right now. And I know that that will be true. So he is going to continue to perfect that which concerns us. He's going to continue to change us from one degree of glory to another. What does that mean? From one degree of the glory of heaven to, the, to another, that means we're going to continue to increase in experiencing the glory of heaven more and more and more. And I'm feeling it. Good, I got one amen. Anybody else? He's going to do it. I remember I was, this is so, so God. I was at one of my track meets with my team, and they were playing worship music over the sound system as the kids were running. Guess what I did? Anybody know what do you, what do you think I did, Catherine? What do you think I did? Any idea? Pastor Keith was there in the stands lifting my hands to heaven and worshiping during a track meet. Does God move during a track meet? Yeah, he moves wherever we are. So I'm going, I don't know about y'all, but this is pretty good. I was kind of looking around at everybody. This is pretty good worship. Anybody else see it? Because they were playing all kinds of great worship songs right there over the sound system as kids are running. I thought, isn't this the way the kingdom's supposed to be? God can show up in the middle of a track meet, basketball game, whatever you're doing, football game. He can show up whenever he wants to, and he does it all the time. I used to think as a young Christian, the only time God showed up was Sunday and Wednesday night, and you're on your own the rest of the week. That's just how I felt it was. Because I never really felt the presence of God except when I was in the church building on Sunday and Wednesday night. Then the Lord starts showing me, you think I could show up on Monday? I thought, well, yeah, I guess you could, couldn't you? Then he started showing me it's all about intimacy. It's about your own quiet time. Your quiet time should be a worship experience. A yes or a yes or no? It should be, shouldn't it? Your quiet time should be as much an encounter as coming on Saturday night with us. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been walking around your house and had your own worship on and just hands to heaven as high as you can reach them? That's happened a lot to me. That's the way God wants. The word intimacy means a lot to me. We are to be intimate with God. Only two days a week, right? Is that right? Only two days a week? You're, you're agreeing with me? Are you sure? You didn't know what I said. We are to be intimate with God only two days a week? No, good. No, he got no, every day. Every day we are to develop intimacy. That's what the word means. 
And if you study the scripture, that's how they dealt with it, Old and New Testament. As Abraham's leading them, whoever's leading them, there's worship encounters happening in all kinds of interesting places. And God wants that to be the way we are. Could God show up while you're getting your... I got groceries today on the way here. Could God show up while you're in a grocery store? Sure he could. What does he need to show up? Our heart to be what? Willing. If our heart is willing, he'll show up wherever we are. In fact, I think he loves to show up whenever we're, we're willing to let him show up and wherever because we this is a problem you ever heard the religious versus the secular argument certain things cannot be done in the secular environment you ever heard that said i don't believe that i think god wants us to live secular environment you got to you got to do you know she knows this when you're doing your job you can't be preaching to people you got to take care of them but if the holy spirit gives you a prayer my wife used to do this. She would, at appointed times, have you ever done this? Have you ever prayed for people? When you knew it was God. God will ordain it. Now, if you are preaching every time, you might lose your job, right? They don't want you preaching every day because you're supposed to do your job. But it's okay at, at ordained times. She would be doing a patient, just like you, you can probably say, and then the Holy Spirit would just open the door to, to, you know, witness and pray for that person. And she would do it and then go about doing her nursing stuff. That's the way God wants it to be. Whatever you're called to, I'm encouraging you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and let the peace of God be your umpire about what is appropriate, what is not. What's sad is some charismaniacs, I call them, you know what I'm talking about. They would do th these strange things, and it was not a good witness for the body of Christ. You ever heard, I've heard people say, if that's what it means to be a Christian, I don't want to be one. I've heard people say that because they'd watch some crazy something going on. They're going, I don't want to be like that. And I don't think God wanted that either. But if we let the peace of God direct us, then he's going to make it fit right into the fabric of what God wants to do. So I'm encouraging you, look for opportunities in your job for the Holy Spirit to allow you to minister to people, and it will be well-received. Sometimes it may not, I don't know. If you're obedient, you're just called to be obedient. Sometimes they might not receive it, but they may be later. You ever heard that said? Someone would get up here and go, yeah, I didn't really like God, and this lady came and shared the Bible with me, and I didn't like it. But then later, the Holy Spirit used that seed to say, maybe that lady was right. I've heard this testimony many times. They would revisit the time when they were rejected it, and the Holy Spirit would say, I think the lady was telling you the truth. You ought to listen. And then they'd get saved. So don't, even if they didn't receive it, if you're obedient, the Holy Spirit's going to water that seed and it's going to be useful for the kingdom. So I'm telling you and encouraging you, just feeling led to say this, be willing to let the Holy Spirit give you God-ordained opportunities to share 
the good news that Jesus saves, heals, and as we believe here, delivers uh, in different and mighty ways. So those are the things that are a part of the season we've stepped into. The newness of God, in my opinion, has to do with the miraculous. And I'm expecting them to walk in the back door. I, I can't wait. If they walk in the back door and say, we have so-and-so incurable disease and nobody gives us hope, can you pray? We'll, I'll go grab them and say, yeah, come on, right now, let's do it. Because I want to watch God move. Because I know he's going to. Because he's prophesied it, it's going to happen. So I, ex I expect to see that. I'm encouraging you to expect to see the same things happen. And if you will have an expectant heart, great things are going to happen because of Calvary's cross. So I'm getting to more and more realize, he, he sometimes looks down and says, why are, like I said, I had a bad week. Why are you stressing over this? And am I big enough to handle all this? And I had to repent yesterday and go, and what's cool about it, that's why I showed you my wife, I sent her pictures of what my new apartment looks like, and she said the moment she woke up and saw it, the peace of God fell on her too. So we had that, you know, that husband-wife agreement thing that was really cool. And I'm, I've been walking in peace all day. I'm just going, yay, okay, I just had to get a storage unit and get a U-Haul, and I'll move my refrigerator to Wes's house, and yeah, it'll be fun tomorrow, yay, and I've only had two hours of sleep. It's okay, you know. But I've had peace that surpasses all understanding, and he, he's been telling me, I want you to partake of that peace. I want you to not do the fretting over what you don't like or what you can't see. I want you to believe for the best that I have for you and walk in this kind of intimacy and peace each day, no matter what's going on around you. I had to repent last night and say, yeah, I had a great night. My dog, I think, he's trying to figure out why we're in this new He's walking around. He keeps looking at, why are we here? Because we're not in the house anymore. And he's been in that new apartment. I'm like, yeah, I understand what you're going through. But there's such a peace on the apartment. And no, that's a picture of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in the coming season that we have. I'm going to open it up so you can put some music on. If you have any, is there any back issues? I just got that word. Who's got a back issue that they need prayer for? Over here, okay. Come up here and I'll pray for you.